This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to this afternoon's Q&A program brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. Mufti Sahib, Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah number 256, starting, What is the translation? What's the meaning of this? What's the tafsir of this particular ayah? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Remember that when people just look at the translation, then they draw their own inferences and their own. You tell your son to read Salat, he says, like Rafiddin. There is no compulsion in religion. So remember, that's totally wrong. So you must remember, I told you of Aital Kursi just now, chapter 2. Verse 255, so read chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 256. It's right at the beginning there. So like Rahafiddin, there is no compulsion religion, refers to the non-Muslims. Me and you as Muslims cannot go with a gun or a sword or what have you and put it there on the neck of the person or the head of the person or the non-Muslim, Tom, Dick and Harry, Tom, Dick and Mary, and we say you must embrace Islam. No. You hear how many times, alhamdulillah, Brother Ibrahim Anderson and so, that he makes da'wah tablik and he goes to the various townships, shows the people the truth, and then on their own they embrace Islam. So like Rafiddin means there's no compulsion in religion for non-Muslims. We can't impose upon them that they must embrace Islam. Islam is something that must come from within that person. And then he has to believe from the bottom and inner recesses of his heart that in Islam only exclusively will I find salvation. All other religions, I have to reject it and I have to totally disassociate myself from it. So for a Muslim, there is ikra. Who say there's no ikra? Ikra means that somebody imposes something upon you. See, I give you that we spoke of husband-wife relationship just now. So all Allah states, now the husband and the wife, there's rows and ructions. So now, obviously, Islam didn't come here just to break the marriages. Hamara kam jorna hai, naket torna. Our aim must be to make the home and not to break the home and the marriage. So what must you do when your wife don't want to read Salat? She don't want to dress modestly. She just wants to play with the phone, look at the TV, go for her hairdresser, go for a fashion show, go for the bikini show, and all crazy, crazy things. So all Allah teaches us Surah 4, Chapter 4, Surah Nisa, the women, and verse number 34, what all Allah states, Wallati, and those women, you fear that they are disobedient, disrespectful, breaking the laws of Almighty Allah openly. So first step, you the man, the husband, speak to her very kindly, politely, so you melt her heart and tell her, darling, poppy, sweetheart, honey, like that, try this, try this, and so forth. So first, first step. But still she's stubborn and obstinate. You separate the bed. Separate the bed don't mean your double bed and single, your double bed, you make it into two single beds. Oh, you must remember your king size, queen size, you bring a saw and you can't. No. Means you don't fulfill the conjugal rights of hers. You're not intimate with her. She must know that you are very, very upset with her. 
So that's the second step. Still she's not listening. She becomes more stubborn and so forth. So what ribuhon? Then you can hit her. Hit her don't mean you take your belt out or with the hand you give her hiding. All that absolutely haram. And if that happens, I always say go to the police and lay a charge. You must remember of violence and assault and so forth. So wahjuruhunna fil madwaji wadribuhun is what they call shock therapy. You take your miswak, you take a ruler and just tap her on the hand and tell her, see, you are doing these things here. So this is what you call ikra. So this is, you have the right to do that. Islam is telling you that, Surah 4, verse 34. People today who are apologetic, their name is a Muslim name, but they want to study Islam through the lens of the Western people, of Tom, Dick and Mary and Tom, Dick and Harry and so forth. Nay, you have to study Islam through the lens of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu how they understood Islam. That is what Quran is saying. For in amanu amantum bihi When they bring Iman, the latter generation, similar to that, how you brought Iman, O Sahaba, then then they have brought Hidayat, they'll get the right path and so forth. And if we start apologetic, compromising all that, then you are astray and then you go straight to hell, Allah forbid. Go open Surah 2, Surah Baqarah and verse number 137 and you will find it there. So Almighty Allah teaching us these type of things very, very clearly. So Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa speaks about this hadith in Tirmidhi. You have children. in the sub'in. You the parents. You must teach your children about Salat. Fajr, Zohar, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, Salat and when the age is seven. And now they're not balik. No, a boy is balik. No, a girl is mature. Then when they ten, wadribuhum alayha in the asher. At the age of ten, they're not waking up for salat. The boy only becomes balik when he's twelve. So then you must hit him. Hit him again. That it means, today one youngster told me there, he said, my father, from a very young age, he trained us, we must read for the salat. It's a cold winter's day. He would come to the room and he would not say anything. He would switch on the fan and put it full blast. So then we knew that we all have to wake up. When it's very, very cold, he would remove all the blankets from us and then we had to wake up because why? Because we're feeling cold also, now it's winter. So like that. So you must discipline them. But Salat is not compulsory that time. So for a male it's not compulsory. For some ladies, girls, it'll be compulsory. The earliest the lady, the girl becomes baligha at the age of nine. She experiences a haze and menses. So it shows that that is where it's compulsory. So you can't say like Raha Fiddin is for Muslims. It's for non-Muslims and we must not quote out of context. Remember, that's a major, major sin. And then you say no it is not compulsory upon me so it means you will start rejecting salat you will start rejecting your siyam you start rejecting things that are compulsory upon you you will go right out of the fall of Islam Allah forbid so we must be very very careful Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu wardah he was a master linguist par excellence he used to say when people quote Quran 
but they take the wrong interpretation and meaning. He used to say, Kalimatu Haqqin, what you quoted is correct, wa iradatul batil, but the connotation, meaning, interpretation you took is totally batil, null and void. See beautiful words. Kalimatu Haqqin, wa iradatul batil. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu arda used to say that. <coughs> Mufti Sahib, what's the latest news from India? Remember, in India, there are big problems now. All the schools are closed in Delhi for six days. Now, another five days also, they'll be closed. There's so much smog. There's so much inclement weather and so forth and so on. So, therefore, this is punishment for them. When a nation keeps on worshipping the cows and so forth, then remember, that is the biggest form of oppression, transgression. Surah 31 and verse number 14, verse number 13. See what Quran Karim stage in the shirk al-zulmun azim that those people who have ascribed somebody something to almighty Allah you know in India if a cow is passing you you're not allowed to hoot and so forth they will say that khuda dar the god will get frightened and so forth I experienced it so many times I've been in India six seven times I can't even remember so we must remember that so Quran Sharif teaches us that in the shirk people who associate ascribe somebody something to Almighty Allah, the Christians, that they say Jesus is the Son of God, is shirk. So that is blasphemous and it is polytheism and totally unacceptable. So we must be clear on this and Quran Karim calls it shirk and says in shirka la zulmun azim that chapter 31 and verse number 13. So Almighty Allah is telling us that the worst, worst transgression and oppression I gave you everything and you go worship the cow. I gave you everything and you go worship lingam. You go worship, remember, the private part. You go worship the monkey, Hanuman. You go and worship Ganeshi and the elephant. You go and worship, you must remember, Ganpati, the mice and the rats and so forth. So all like the people go, you must remember, and they worship Jesus. So one creation worshiping another creation. So that is shirk, is totally unacceptable. So therefore, in Surah, Surah 4 verse 48 Inna Allah la yaghfiru ayyushraka bihi Verily all Mati Allah Jalla wa Allah will never forgive a person who died he's sane and mature and they committed shirk and so forth so forever lasting will be doom and gloom and hellfire Allahumma ahfadna min Allah protect us all Allahumma jirna min al-nar Allah ta'ala save us from the fire I mean, Mufti Sahib, are there any special virtues for performing Umrah in Ramadan? So 100% you must remember the hadith is mentioned in Muslim Sharif and various compilations, Muslim Ahmad and various. Umratun fi Ramadan, one Umrah during the month of Ramadan, ta'adilu hajjatan ma'i. So that is equivalent to hajj with me, with me, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Here we need to discuss one added dimension and so forth. Now, because of this war, if you want to call it a war, we call it oppression, we call it, you must remember, the occupying force are the Israeli, the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, Hitler's children, against those innocent Palestinians who are, you must remember, being punished for the past 75 years with occupation, and yet they can't defeat them. So, see... The big, big army generals are writing. And it came in their newspaper. He says, I can't believe it. 
that our tanks, which cost three million U.S. dollars, the pride of Israel, and we were supposed to sell this to the world, and yet the Palestinians just use RPG, rocket propelled grenades, and every time they are hitting the target. Read with me, O Ummah. Allahumma saddid ramiyahum. Allahumma saddid ramiyahum. Allahumma saddid ramiyahum. Oh Allah, let Hamas hit the targets of the Jutlas to pieces. And after a few seconds, you just see the tank is blowing up to pieces. Obviously, it's not the grenade. It is the Nusra, the have the mercy of Almighty Allah. So that politician, that's an army personnel, that Mossad agent retired. He says, now the time has come. The God of God of Moses and of Aaron, Nabi Harun alayhi salam, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, his help is leaving us and is going away. So now it's going to be the end of Israel. And I told you, Jutlas, that the end is near. Nasrum min Allahi wa fathun qareeb. Each one of their leaders war criminal and must be hanged in public according to Islam. Let's see what punishment they will get. So you must remember these type of things here. And they think they're going to just overthrow Hamas. Bring more, bring more. We want you to bring more. And then we will capture them and put them there in the tunnels. And you can't come in the tunnels. You know what will happen to you. So therefore, that is a miracle that they are doing and so forth and so on. So we all should make special dua for them. Allahumma saddid ramiyahum. So inshallah, victory will be for them. And all Almighty Allah grant our mujahideen victory in all parts of the world. I mean, Mufti Sahib, does the quran Kareem mention anything about food and fruits? 100% you must remember that so now the watermelons are out then you will see the mangoes will come out then the leeches will come out you know when you come to South Africa and you come here December time January time then the gardens and the farms and the orchards also lush and so plush if you go to Cape Town and you drive towards Pal and Stellenbosch and you just study and you look at the vineyards you look at the farms you travel from Johannesburg to Durban and then you look a spectacle how beautiful when you are coming towards Durban and so forth that Nottingham and Pine Town and all these places from Valdez you go on and you see so you must remember this and then the fruit you see that you get leeches and then you get mangoes and then you got watermelon and what and what also ripe and tasty so all Allah speaks of this so remember that in Jannah and Paradise so it will be given to you similar things that what you had in this world but just the name will be the same maybe but the taste and all that beyond description beyond our perception because why everything of Jannah in Paradise is unique and can never be like this world this world is funny it will is going to perish everything here and Jannah and Paradise is Baqi is eternal and everlasting go and read Surah 2, Surah Baqarah and verse number 25. So you will find all Maitya speaks of all these things here. 
Quran speaks of it in Surah Waqiyah. So you must remember, therefore, we are told to read Surah Waqiyah every night after Maghrib and so forth. So remember, it will remove the poverty. Lam tusibhum al-faqa. So poverty will not reach you. Abdullah Masood radiallahu ta'ala who says. So Surah Waqiyah, chapter number 56 of the Noble Quran. So let us read for you and see. Now the people will enter Jannah. Chapter number 56 and verse number 20. So all Allah speaks in the Quran. And what will happen? You see, you had a seven-course meal, eight-course meal, nine-course meal, and then they bring ice cream, they bring pudding, they bring dessert, but you just ate full. So you are just a connoisseur. You're just tasting it. So in Jannah, the Fakiha, Fakiha means that if you know the philology, if you know the history of the words, you're not having it to remove hunger or thirst or something in Jannah. No hunger, no thirst. It is just you are tasting. Allah sabiyalil isti just to get the lazza and the pleasure of it so the fruits that you will choose you will take from here take from there so that is the fruits and then chapter 56 verse 30 so you must remember that verse number 20 and then verse 21 and then the meat of the bird. So then the chicken and whatever else will come, whatever you desire. So first the fruit, then the main cause and so forth. And then the last cause, then the beautiful damsels of Jannah waiting for you. Nahnul Khalidat that we are here for you forever. Abada we will never be upset with you. We are always Nahnun Naimat. We are here shining, glittering for you. Nahnul Radiat and they singing all that. And all us in Jannah. So when we make this tafsir and then I when I used to teach the students in Darulum, Newcastle and so forth, I was there last week and I spoke about Palestine and all all that Saturday night. So sometimes, you know what, students, you have to make a story. So I said, see, you have an eight-course meal, nine-course meal, and ten-course. The last course is intercourse, you see. So that is now. So you must remember that you're enjoying yourself all with Allah's mercy, Allah's grace. But it must be halal. Remember, not haram business. And that have girlfriend and mistress and boyfriend and all sugar daddy, all that haram business. Allah Ta'ala punishes such people a fornication, hundred lashes in this world for male and female. And if it's adultery, then remember the death penalty for male and female. Allahumma hassin farji. Read the dua mentioned in Mustad Ahmed. Allahumma our beloved Allah. Hassin ha swad noon. Allahumma hassin farji. Oh Allah, protect, fortify my private part. Today, people, how many people lead non-Muslim? Muslims involved. Allah alone protect us from these vices and sins. Dua can be read to retain knowledge and understand the knowledge. Remember that for the knowledge you must read Rabbi Zidini Ilma Surah 20 verse 114. 
Rabbi Zidni Ilma. Read the entire Quran Sharif. 6,236 verses. You won't find a single verse where he, Habibuna, Mustafa, Rasulullah, Sallallahu is commanded to ask for something more and more besides knowledge. Therefore, Imam Bukhari, Rahimullah, brought the Tarjamatul Baba heading. If you know anything of Sahihul Bukhari, Wafiquhu fi tarajumihi. Imam Bukhari is telling you through his headings that that is what I believe in. This is my verdict and so forth. So you must remember this. He's telling you, Babil Babul ilmi a qabl al qawli wal amal. So before your speech, before your actions, you must have the knowledge. So your iman precedes your your knowledge precedes your iman also. Everybody says they are acquiring knowledge today. The Pope will say that, the priest will say that, the rabbi will say that, the pandit will say that. But that is not knowledge what Quran calls knowledge. Quran knowledge, sunnah knowledge is that which brings us nearer and closer to Almighty Allah, brings us nearer and closer to Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, closer and nearer to Deen of Islam. So that is what the true knowledge is. Others is just information. And then the hadith in Ibn Majah, authentic hadith. Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'a. O Almighty Allah, I beg of you such knowledge that is nafi beneficial. How many people are studying in Darulums and madrasas? Three quarters of them, half of them go wasted. They will just go to the business. They will get married, get busy with their wives and children and forget. They can't even deliver a lecture properly because they got so engrossed in the worldly life in the glitter glamour of this world. So therefore, the other dua you must make, mention in Sunan Nasai, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa'. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from such knowledge that is not the beneficial knowledge. Did not benefit the me, the person, Allah forbid, nor my family, nor the society, nor the greater community. So knowledge we must imbibe, we must acquire every day. And remember then, practice on it, understand it, propagate it, then that becomes a knowledge that is nafir. So how will you obtain this? With great, great effort. And connect yourself with your asatiza and teachers. May hadith and Muawiyah radiallahu and Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan radiallahu who ruled this ummah for almost 20 years from the year 41 to 60. Remember that he passed away in the year 60. On the 22nd of Rajab radiallahu anhu arda. Sayyidah Hassan radiallahu an was the Khalifa. He resigned and he took the mantle of leadership and Imarat and Khilafat and he handed it over to Amir Muawiyah radiallahu from Iraq to Syria, then Damascus. So he is a Rawi reporter. He states, "Qala Nabiul Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam." The Master sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "May Yuridillahu bihi khaira." For whosoever Allah has decreed goodness, you fakih Allah Taala grants him tafakuh fiddin, a profound, deep understanding of Deen. Today we just scratch the surface. People play with internet and they think they are lamas, the great scholars, but they can't even remember five asandi, ten chains of transmission and so forth. They're not even hafiz of Quran, not even hafiz of hundred hadiths, but they think the great scholars. You fool yourself. 
So may you ridillahu bihi khaira. When Allah has decreed goodness for you, you faqihu fiddin. So that is the faqihu fiddin. So remember hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Mishka Sharif faqihun wahidun. Ashaddu ala shaitani min alfi abidin. If you become a faqih, a true jurist, a scholar, then you are greater. You can cause the shaitan, Satan, greater harm. Fakihun wahidun. Ashaddu ala shaitan. That is more difficult for shaitan to lead you astray min alfi abidin than thousand abid worshippers who only know the basics of religion of Islam. Because you know what is farz, what is wajib, what is sunnah, what is mustahab, nafil, and so forth. And you're practicing according to that. So therefore, Quran Sharif teaches us what taqullah. You're asking how can you maintain it, retain it? Here's the answer. What taqullah that develop the quality of taqwa. Don't worry at all of people and criticism. You must never worry of criticism as long as you are the truth. And you must remember that Allah will become your direct teacher. Today our Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haqsab Hafidahullah, he gave such wonderful lessons. I give you one. He said, Don't waste your time, O students and all of us. Look at our great, great ulama and people. He gave the example of who. You must remember Hazrat Mawlana, Imam they called him in the Arab world, Abdul Hay Laknawi, Rahimahullah. He passes away at the age of 39, not even 40, 39, but he wrote 110 books. 110 books he wrote. So what you will call that? A karamat. Allah gave them barakah, blessing in their time and so forth. Allama Nawawi, rahimahullah, passes away at the age of 45. And the whole fiqhu shafi'iyah is dependent on him. A'alamun nas bi madhabi shafi'iyah. The greatest person in the fiqhu shafi'i after al-imam shafi'i, rahimahullah, is Allama Nawawi, rahimahullah, the author of Riyadu Salihin, the author of Minhaj, the commentary of Muslim and so many other books he wrote and so forth so therefore that is how you will obtain great knowledge and you want one more go read that is go read the the poetry book Diwan al-Imam Shafi'i and there his poetry is found what did Imam Shafi'i say I went to my teacher Waqi Waqi bin Jarrah Shakotu ila waki in I went to my teacher, Al-Imam Waki bin Jarrah. I complain my memory is getting weaker and weaker. Shakotu ila waki in Faarshadani ila tarkil maasi. He told me, don't commit vices and sins. Fa'innal ilma nurum min ilahi. Because the knowledge of Quran Sharif, of Sunnah Mubarakah, is wahi and revelation, pure, 100% nur, radiance, effulgence. And once it is like that, and you're going to commit major, major sins and continue, so fa'innal ilma nurum min ilahi. It is radiance, effulgence from Almighty Allah. Wa nurullah ila yutaliya. People who come on TV, people who watch TV, people who are chatting with all strange women and what and what. So remember that Allah deprives you of the true knowledge. 
Because why? That you have become a person filled with zulumat and darkness, and this is nur and radiance. So Allah's nur and radiance, effulgence, the knowledge is not given to people. He can't continue with their vices and sins. So always ask Allah for deen. I want to understand deen or Islam properly, thoroughly, and that you must go to the ulama'i haqqani, ulama'i rabbani, the true scholars of deen. We say Jazakallah Khairan to Mufti Sahib. This afternoon's Q&A program is brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. Inshallah, this afternoon's Q&A program, the recording of this Q&A will be aired on Radio Al-Ansar from 8 p.m. right until 10 p.m. for today, Inshallah. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132.